0: Good morning, Church. Our reading this morning is taken from Psalms 91, verses 1 to 10. Psalms 91, verses 1 to 10. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty, I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, for he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler. You will not fear nor the arrow that flies by day Mm. nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the recompense Of the wicked, because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High, (laughs) my refuge. No evil shall be allowed to befall you, no plague come near you, near your tent. This is the word of God.
1: Um, Thank you, Kenny, for reading God's Word. Shall we pray before we <clears throat> go into the Word of God? Father, we thank you for your Word. We pray that you would speak to us, minister to us through your Holy Spirit. We ask you, Lord, that your Word would be blessing, useful to all of us. Remove every hindrance. Glory, pay our name, Lord. It may be Practical for our lives and also help each of us, Lord, to apply your word in our lives. Lord, help me and help us. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We are going to look into safety in abiding with God. Safety in abiding with God, that is the title of this sermon kindly keep your bibles open so that you can follow psalm 91 1 to 10 verses we see first the promise of god's rest god's rest is promised to us we all need rest it's not the physical rest rest in our mind rest in our soul and not to be restless So, God has promised rest for us. Now, when we look into the promises of God, all God's promises, they have conditions. So, it is important to look into the conditions and fulfill those conditions. Now, here we see in verse one, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. In order to have rest from God, from the Most High, we have to dwell in the shelter of the Most High. We have to dwell with God. We have to dwell in the presence of God. This That is the condition. Now, Dwelling in God's presence means staying connected with God. It does not mean like, you know, sitting in a room the whole day thinking about God. It doesn't mean that because we all have so many things to do. But in spite of doing different things, we are in touch with God. We are conscious of God. We are in the presence of God. That is very difficult for all of us. For example, when you get up in the morning, what do we do first? Always there is a temptation to see the WhatsApp, what messages have come, it's nothing wrong, or Facebook, or mails, and different other things. It's natural. But in spite of all these things, and many of us, the work demands. Already in our mind, we have to work so many other things, concern for families. How can we dwell, in spite of all these things, with the Lord? But the, here, the, that is the condition. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. So we need to consciously take effort to dwell in the presence of God, wherever we are, whatever we may be doing. You know, it's easy to think about God probably in the morning and then forget and come in the night. But here dwelling with God means stay in the presence of God, stay connected with God. Same thing Jesus also is talking in John chapter 15, abide with him. So dwelling with God, abiding with God is most very important. Then only the rest is promised to us we will live a restful life, not restless life. So this is a promise of God. So those who dwell with God in God's shelter, that's a place which gives protection for all of us. And we will have safety. We must not go to God only when we are in need or maybe when it's convenient to us, but we must try our best by God's grace, by God's help to be in with God all the time, wherever we are, whatever works what we are doing. Maybe we are doing work in the home or kitchen or whatever works. Stay connected with the Lord. It does not happen automatically. We need to consciously take effort to be connected. Dwell with the Lord. And then God has promised rest to us Um, Going to God, it should not be like, you know, um, sometime. I remember when we were working with Child Evangelism Fellowship, um, the later part of the ministry, I had a few responsibilities. So I had to travel to different places, like for example, Bangalore or Chennai or other places. So I used to go there and come back, stay at home for a few days, and then again go to another place. I came back. So I remember my wife told, now the house become has become for you like hotel. So you come here and go. You know, God should not be like hotel for us. Whenever we want, we visit him and then we go away. But we must dwell with God. It does not happen automatically because we are, you know, so many things are taking our attention, our, you know, mind and everything. So consciously, we must take effort. Even those who are like us, not working, retired, but still it's not natural to spend time with the Lord, to be conscious of God, to be in touch with God. We have to take efforts, all of us, to live with God. So God has given promise, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. In the shadow of the Almighty, there is rest, there is safety, and there is protection. In this psalm, there are many other promises are given, like promise of God's protection, from Satan's traps, pestilence or plagues, terror of night and arrows that flies at noon, noon day, noontime. But there are conditions. If you look at verse two, we see the conditions. Verse two says, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. Refuge is shelter from the pursuit of the enemy and dangers. Shelter, refuge. So the psalmist says, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. The Lord is my refuge. The Lord should be our refuge. It is possible we can take refuge in many other things. They may not be wrong. For example, we may take refuge in the money we have, the bank balance we have, the savings we have, or we may take refuge in our jobs, good jobs we have, or we may take refuge in our health, we have good health, or we may take refuge in the properties we have, or the families, so many, but they are not stable. We cannot depend upon these things all the time. So. We need to take refuge in the Lord. The Lord should be our refuge. You might have heard many times in the news, many people from different countries, they want to take refuge in Europe. Why they want to go to Europe? Because they think it will be safe. We can have a better life. So they want to take refuge in Europe. So they take dangerous journey, sea journey, through Mediterranean Sea to go to Europe. They think they will have better life. They will have safety than where they are in their countries. Last year, 2021, January to September, nine months, 1,369 people died in the Mediterranean Sea who were trying to go to Europe to become refugees, to be safe, to have a better life. But they died. But the safety is in the Lord, not going to Europe or going to America or you know, not putting our trust in money or jobs. And these all are needed, good, but the refuge you and I have to take should be in the Lord, who is the rock, who will not change, who is always faithful to us. We will be safer when we take refuge in the Lord. The Lord should be our refuge. I will say to the Lord verse two, he is my refuge and my fortress. That is a fortified town, well-protected town with high walls, the Lord should be our you know, fortress so that we will be saved by the Lord. Only by the Lord, we can be saved. And also in verse two, the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I trust. I put my trust in God. He's the only one who can carry me through, the only one who can help me, only one who is trustworthy. Now, when the Lord is our refuge for us, and when we trust in him, God has given different promises to us. They are the promises from God. The first we see the promise is God will protect us from Satan's traps. He will protect us from Satan's traps. In verse 3, we see, surely God will save you from the foulest snare. God will save you, surely, definitely. He will save you, without doubt. He will save you from the fowler's snap. Fowler is a person who hunts wild fowl, which is a kind of bird. So the fowler, what he does, he sets traps with seed and other things those bats eat. So that he can trap them, catch them, and then do what he wants, kill them, eat them, whatever. Satan is a fowler and he sets traps for God's people in different ways. So he wants to trap us in his traps. He sets traps. He can trap us through money. He can trap us through sex, through power, and many other things. The birds, they go into the traps. They fall into the traps unaware of the trap. They don't know there's a trap. Similarly, we also can fall into the traps of Satan without knowing. And that's why we need God's promise. God says, surely he will save us from the foulest snap. Only God can protect us. However we are careful, we can fall still into the trap of the devil. When we take refuge in God, when he is our fortress and when we trust in him, God has promised He will save us from the foulest snare. It was in 1987. We were in Missouri for two months conducting a training program, training institute. Towards the close of the institute, Satan was putting a trap for me to fall. The circumstances also became favorable for me to fall into that trap. Though I was a bit conscious of the trap, still I was going towards that trap. But as God has promised, surely he will save us from the foulest snare. God, in his mercy, God stopped me from falling. My wife talked to me, spoke to me, corrected me, and warned me, and that helped me. Now, what a loving God. God uses family. God uses fellow believers so that we don't fall into the traps of Satan. Praise God. God is so good. Otherwise, our life will become ineffective, useless for the Lord. God has promised he will save us. Surely he will save us from the foulest snares. The fouler Satan, is trying to trap us in many different ways. We may be unaware, but God in his mercy, because he has promised, surely he will save you from the foullessness. Then God says he will protect us from the deadly pestilence, from the plagues. The very fact you and I, we are alive is God has protected us. That's why we are alive today, this morning. In verse 3, we see, surely God will save you from the foulest snare and from the deadly pestilence. The pestilence, they are deadly. We all know about that, how deadly it is. In verse 6, you will not fear the pestilence that stalks, which means that walks or spreads in the darkness, not the plague that destroys midday. So the pestilence plagues, they affect people during the night, during the day, which we all know that. They destroy human beings. The pestilence or plagues, they are deadly diseases. They affect an entire community. Entire community. In 13th century, 1346 to 1352, seven years, there was a plague called the Black Plague. The Black Plague, which killed 30% of Europe's population. 30% of Europe, Europe Europe's population. That was a pestilence, that was a plague. It is estimated this Black Plague killed crores of people to 20 crores. Of of course, I'm sure those days, they would not have been able to count the dead exactly. Even today, it's difficult. So those days, it might be very difficult, but estimated 7.5 to 20 crores people, they died because of the plagues and pestilence. Last century, in the beginning, 1918, there was a pestilence called Spanish flu. Some of us might have heard about that. It caused the death of five crore people in the world, including in India. This Spanish flu came to India through sailors. So five crore people, they died in the world. That is a plague or a pestilence. Now we see coronavirus from 2019 onwards about uh, it's going on till The latest figures are about a little over 55 lakhs people have died in the world because of coronavirus. But God's promises are given to us. They are with us. Surely he will save you from the foulness and from the deadly pestilence. Surely he will save you. That's the promise of God. He will save you. Those who... Take refuge in the Lord. Those who have God as our refuge, not anything else but God. Other things are good doctors, hospitals, medicine, all are good, useful. But the Lord should be our refuge. And when the Lord is our refuge, God has promised, surely He will save you from the foulest snare and from the deadly pestilence. Verse 4. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. Just like a mother hen protects her chicks under her wings, God will cover us with his feathers, with his wings, and he will protect us from the dangers. What a great promise God has given to you and me when we take refuge in the Lord. Verse 4 continues, his faithfulness, God's faithfulness will be our shield and rampart. Shield is always used to protect. Rampart is a defensive wall of a castle or palace. So those who people, those who live inside that palace, castle, they are safe because of the, of the defensive wall, the rampart. God's faithfulness will be like the shield and rampart for us, for God's people. Verse 6, you will not fear the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. Verse 7, a thousand may fall and at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. 1,000 may die, 10,000 people may die, but God has promised it will not come near you. When we take refuge in the Lord, God is our protecting wall around us, fortress, rampart. It will not come near you. Then we see promise of God's protection from the terror of night and the enemy. Verse five, you will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day. You will not fear the terror of night. The terror of night can be in different ways. Some of us, we may have fear of sleeping alone in a room in the night. I don't know how many of us we have that we will not be able to sleep alone unless we, the lights are on. Um, some of us may have the attack of the evil one, once a while at least, through bad dreams. They are, you know, they attack their dreams, they attack us and we shout the midnight We wake up and not only we wake up, we make others also to get up. We shout really because the attack of the evil one. I don't know whether some of us we have experienced, I have experienced a number of times. We have in the sleep, we shout, we call the name of Jesus. They don't affect us, but we have the attack of the evil one. Terror of night, terror of night can be the concern of our safety from enemies, the people, those who hate us, or from thieves. Different other ways, the terror of night can come. But God's promise says you will not fear the terror of night. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the, nor the arrow that flies by day. You know those days. Arrows were used to kill people, animals, but nowadays bullets. God has promised that we will not fear the arrow that flies by day. God will protect us. Only God can protect us. God has promised all these promises to you and me, those who dwell in the Lord and those who take refuge. In verses nine and 10, God is reaffirming the conditions and the promises, which God has given already in this Psalm from one to 10. God is reaffirming those conditions and the promises, which means double times he is saying, which means they are very, very real. Verse nine, God reaffirming the condition, conditions They are, if you say, the Lord is my refuge, and you make the most high your dwelling, if God is our refuge, if we dwell with the Lord, which we saw already, the promises, God says in verse 10, reaffirming the promises, no harm will overtake you. No harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent, near your house. No disaster. What a great promise God has given to you and me, to us. But can we truly say the Lord is our refuge? The Lord is my refuge. Have we taken... Refuge in the Lord. or Are we taking refuge in many other different other things? Though they may, good, but they are not stable. We cannot depend upon them. Can we truly say, the Lord is my refuge? Have we made the most high as our dwelling? Or do we go to God only when we are in some need, dangers? Or do we enjoy or want to live in the presence of God? If we are not sure that God is our refuge and not sure that we dwell in the presence of God, why don't we ask God to help us right now to be our refuge and help us consciously. (coughs) We may take efforts to dwell in the presence of God today, tomorrow, continuously. Let's ask God right now. And God will help us because that's God's promise to us, God's conditions to us to take, take refuge in him, to dwell in him. Let's ask him. Lord, what are great promises you are given to us, those who take refuge in you and those who dwell with you. Lord, we praise you. Your promises, promises are yea and ye, amen. Thank you, Lord. All the promises Lord, none of the the promises you gave to your people Israel, they failed. So these promises you have given to all of us, Lord. Your promises that you would protect us from the foulest snare and also from deadly pestilence, from the terror of night. Lord, we praise you for all these promises. We pray, Lord, that we may take refuge in you. You would be our fortress. You would be our rampart. Lord, enable us that we may dwell with you, Lord. In spite of all our attra- all the other attractions, busyness, Lord, that we may be attracted by you and we may dwell with you, Lord. Help us, Lord, we pray. Help each of us. We ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen.